Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. And so when you've experienced a lot of trauma, your body and your brain have been conditioned to be hypervigilant. It's going to be almost second nature, normal and natural for you to always think about worst case scenario and think about all the possible things that could potentially go wrong so that you could plan for those things because that's what keeps you safe. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. All right. Our quote of the day. Overthinking. The art of creating new problems out of ones that never existed in the first place. T, (laughs) I know, I know. We're just sitting here looking at each other like, yeah. Okay, that's an interesting one. It is. Go ahead, go ahead. I resonate with the first part where it says the art of creating new problems. Because I do find that when I overthink, I overthink a lot, girl. I find that I do create new problems. And I increase my anxiety. But when it comes to the second part and it says out of ones that never existed in the first place, I'm like, because eh, I feel like usually when I'm overthinking, it is there is a current problem. So that's the only part that I wouldn't agree with of this quote. What about you? So I'm torn. Right. Okay. So because I can look at that quote and like you, it resonates. Right. Yeah, that yeah. I'm an expert in overthinking. Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing is, is that when I really stop and think about the second part of that quote, Mm -hmm. I think what it's saying is that we're looking at it as a problem when really it might not be. Okay. Right. So let's say you're taking a vacation. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And y'all don't mind me. I'm just getting back from vacation. So I think I might still be in that vacate mindset. Talk about it. Talk about so, it, girl. <laughs> oh, so let's say that you have a vacation planned, right? I think what this quote is saying about overthinking is that I have this vacation planned, and then my overthinking causes me to wonder about. Well, what if the plane doesn't make it there? Like, what if the plane gets delayed? What if I can't check into my room? What if there's no transportation available to my accommodations, right? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Mm -hmm. All around me taking a vacation. And so now I am making my vacation a problem when really... My vacation is not a problem. Gotcha. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yep. Yep. I'm just thinking it through. That makes perfect sense. So there, you're talking about a situation where there is no visible issue, but you're just literally creating them for yourself yes. by way of overthinking. And I think, let me know if this example makes sense for what I was saying when mm-hmm. I talked about the quote. If, if Let's say that there's a vacation. Let's say, let's give an example that many of us have probably experienced where you have a friend group going on vacation. Mm-hmm. And then y'all are getting close to the date and like five people back out, but you got a discount on whatever space you oh. have. And so you need those five people. In that yes. case, you have a problem. And now you're overthinking because you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to fill these spaces? So, but then you're also kind of going on and on about just the whole situation in your mind. Right. So you have an issue, but you're also still creating more issues. Does that make sense? Is that, yes, is that, that a good does. example for okay. yeah. Is an example okay. of how that, uh, yes, of how, so we, we each create an example just now of how both can yeah. be true, right? Yeah. That we could have a situation that is just a situation, mm-hmm. right? There's no problem. It's, it's a situation. It's an event that's occurring. And then yeah. our overthinking causes us to create problems out of a regular situation or event, right? Exactly. But then There's the other piece of it of what you you're pointing out is that there may be an actual conundrum that we're experiencing. Right. And instead of looking at exactly what's in front of us with the present issue, we allow ourselves to spiral into this space of creating additional worry on top of the initial worry that was in place. Exactly. And that makes me think about different situations recently that I may have had where I may have been overthinking. Can you think of one personally, like a situation? Yeah. That you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, or one that you can share? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay, definitely. Cool. Okay. okay I you're right. Cause I did say, cause I did say I'm an expert overthinker. So yes, there, there are multiples, multiples. Girl, when you share yours, I'm going to think of mine in a moment, but I want to hear what, what is yours? What is the thing that you're like? So this is the one. One thing that comes up for me, and I know that a lot of folks can resonate with this, is overthinking about the pandemic itself, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, like I said, I just got back from vacation. And so one of the things that I found myself, like, overthinking was around, like, COVID protection and safety protocols and all of that. And thinking about, okay... What happens when I get on the plane? What if someone coughs near me? What if someone 
I don't know. Like I just, I found myself on this, what I call a worry train of thinking about all the possible scenarios that could happen around potentially catching COVID while I'm taking a vacation. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll go into detail later on on like how you stop yourself from being on that cycle. Right. But initially it really was a lot of things that I didn't necessarily have to be worried about. And so it became a thing of parsing out what are the realistic worries? And then what are the things that I am truly just overthinking? Right. So like being in the airport and what's the likelihood of me getting COVID from touching the, what is it called? The scanner thing that you, you know, when you go through TSA, and you're putting your things on the, excuse me for not having words today. It is like a conveyor belt, but you know what I'm talking about. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, where you got got to put your, you put your luggage on the thing Mm -hmm. and it goes through the scanner. And like, what's the chances of me getting COVID from putting my luggage on the scanner and having to go through the TSA checkpoint? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What are the chances of me getting COVID from being on the train? from the parking garage to the airport terminal, like mm-hmm. all of these different scenarios. And did I pack my gloves? Did I pack enough wipes? Should I wear a face shield? Should I wear like full scrubs? And like just going through all of the various potential ways to solve the issue, but then also thinking about all the different possible, like I just started creating worry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a really good example. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, too, because we many of us have been faced with that in the midst of the pandemic, trying to figure out how do we visit with people? How do we interact? And so, yeah, that sounds like a lot. I can totally imagine and totally understand why you would overthink about that. And when I think about the situation, the situations that came to mind for me, one is giving birth in the midst Mm. of the pandemic. That was one Mm -hmm. where it was like preparing for the type of birth that I had just mentally preparing. I don't want to go into detail just now about the things that came up for me then. But what I realized is that over the past year or so, I've had a lot of, you could say, difficult or impactful conversations with people mm-hmm. where, that were very uncomfortable for me, but they, had, they needed to be had. And I find that when I'm preparing for one of those interactions, I tend to overthink a lot to the point where yep. I'll dream about it. I mean, that should be on my psyche, like crazy. Yeah, I'll dream definitely. about it. You know, sometimes you're up late at night and you can't sleep. I'm just like, it's just running through my mind how the interaction is going to play out. It's like, oh, what if they say this? What if I say that? And it's just kind of going on and on. And it's, see, when I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm trying to tap into the emotion and it's so exhausting, but it's so, it, 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 is. it feels exhausting. It, it, yeah. it feels exhausting mentally when I think about just overthinking how everything's going to play out and what's going to happen then. And then what's going to happen after that. And then after the conversation, it's just so much and thinking about the points that I want to cover and how I want to express mm-hmm. myself and just getting up the courage to actually say the things that need to be said. That's the one that comes to mind. And those are the things that happen for me when I am overthinking. I have a lot of anxiety. Sometimes I don't really eat well, or I can't really eat. Yep. If I am in that stage of overthinking, I don't feel well rested. I feel heavy sometimes. Like I have mm-hmm. a burden on my shoulders. Yes. Yeah. And it's hard to be present as well. So if exactly. I'm doing something that I enjoy, right. 
or mm-hmm. I'm watching a show, I find myself zoning out and I'm just like, damn, what just happened? Or you ever be driving, lady, you ever be driving and you're like, wait, five minutes just passed. Who was driving this vehicle? Because I sure wasn't. I was not mentally here. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Way in another world. I'm so glad I'm safe. But like, who was just driving for the past five minutes? Because I was on a whole different way. Different. Right. Totally different zone. Yes. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. And then don't start. I was gonna say, don't start overthinking about one issue. And then you think about other actual issues and you overthink and you go down the path. I mean, it can, it can get deep. Right. So I'm so happy that it we're having totally this conversation. Can. Yes. What you say? <laughs> I was just thinking like, you know, like this, the rumination and, you know, I remember in college, my friends would call me a dweller. Oh, and this was before, you know, we were all psych majors, but this was yeah. before we got into understanding those pieces of anxiety and stuff, yeah. but like being, and so I think about that word a lot in terms of anxiety because how they were defining it in terms of call it, saying that I, I was a dweller, that meant that I dwelled on things a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would vocalize my worries and it would not be anything new added to it. Right. It would just be the it would just be on repeat. Mm -hmm. So whatever the thing was that I was worried about, instead, like I wasn't taking any action per se. Yeah, I was just sitting with the worry and just vocalizing it repeatedly. Gotcha. And I think that a lot of folks can relate to that. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say that you're applying for a new job. Right. You know, we just had our episode with Kimberly Cummings where we talked about making your career move, your next career move, your best move. And so think about like you're taking that advice and you're you're out there on the job market and you're waiting to hear. And then you start, you know, how that overthinking shows up is as you're waiting to get the news, like you've applied, you put in your application, right? And then you start down this, down the worry train, you Mm -hmm. start wondering, okay, and it's not always bad stuff, right? So what's going to happen if I get this job? Like, where am I going to live? Because I mean, it it might mean relocation. So where am I going to live? How am I going to tell my current employer that I'm leaving this job? Right. How am I going to make new friends in my new city? What am I going to tell my family? And, And you could just go on and on coming up with things to worry about when you haven't even gotten the news yet. You don't even know for sure if this is going to be a thing. Yes, (laughs) that's a good one. So I want to ask the question of, do you think overthinking is always a negative thing or like a a bad thing? But I want to give you a quick example. When you were talking about the new job, it made me think about how oftentimes whenever I got a new job, I would overthink about my paychecks. I'd be calculating like, all right, how much am I going to make when I get paid? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. So it made yes. me think about how I overthink about all the things that I want to do when I get paid. So I thought that was, that was kind of funny. But that was a great example of just overthinking. And it's not necessarily negative or bad, it's but it's just you're sort of obsessive about the way that you're thinking about these things, right? Can you positively overthink? I don't know. You don't think so? <laughs> I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Okay, okay. But I do think that there is a distinction between healthy thinking and critical analysis Mm -hmm. and overthinking, right? Okay, what is that? Let's dive into that part. So uh, think about it like this, right? So let's go back to the example of you're being offered a new job, Mm -hmm. okay? Critical analysis and healthy thinking says, okay, 
I need to figure out how I'm going to relocate. Like I need some, I do need to plan that out. Right. I can't just, just click my fingers and boom, I'm in the new location. Life doesn't work like that. Right. 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 So I do have to figure that out. However, the planning of that will come after I get the news of the job. Not necessarily before I've even been called in for an interview. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I find myself ruminating on how am I going to relocate? How am I going to make new friends? What I'm going to do with my new paycheck? Right. Right. I'm ruminating on that. Before I even get called for an interview, that might be overthinking versus critical analysis that's going to come into play. Once I've been offered the position. Yeah. Right? Now, I do also want to be clear because I know that that may seem a little so confusing to some folks because some folks might say, well, shouldn't I think about these things before I even apply for the job? Yes, you should. Mm-hmm. You should think about. So I just got offered a new position in New York and I live in Los Angeles or I'm thinking of applying to a job in New York when I live in Los Angeles, before you even hit apply, you do need to think about, is this a move that you are going to take? Right. Mm -hmm. And you do need to kind of think of identify. Will you be able to get the support that you need? Is this job the right move for your career? You know, there are so there are some critical questions that you need to ask yourself before you hit apply. Mm -hmm. Right. But the difference is, is that you're going to think those things through, have answers to your questions, and then you will move forward. Right. Overthinking is when you're going to constantly ruminate on those same questions. And come up with, like our quote of the day said, come up with new problems for the things that you already solved for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it sounds like the key difference between healthy thinking and overthinking is that overthinking is unproductive. Whereas healthy thinking, it sort it sets you up for success because my the planner and me yes. we were like, don't think about those things. I'm like, I'm a planner and I like to be yeah. ahead of, you know, ahead of whatever and that is makes coming sense. up. Right. And so yeah, no, that's I think that's really good. I love to dive into our tips and strategies because I know there are things that I personally do. And I'm curious to know what strategies you share with your clients around, you know, how can they stop overthinking and be a bit more productive in the way that they engage with their thoughts. So what are some of the top ways to just cope with this? We have a lot on your mind. Well, first, <laughs> I, I want to acknowledge that where the root of some of this may be coming from, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. So a lot of us who are overthinkers may be perfectionists, or in our case, recovering perfectionists. Recovering. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and so you may be a recovering perfectionist. You may have anxiety in general, because that's a symptom of anxiety is that you are ruminating on thoughts, right? It could also be that you've experienced a lot of trauma. Mm. And so when you've experienced a lot of trauma, your body and your brain have been conditioned to be hypervigilant. It's going to be almost second nature, normal and natural 
for you to always think about worst case scenario and think about all the possible things that could potentially go wrong Mm -hmm. so that you could plan for those things, because that's what keeps you safe. Mm -hmm. That's what allows you to feel secure in going into unpredictable or unknown situations. Yeah. So I want to put that out there first so that we have an understanding of of where this overthinking may be coming from. I love that you pointed that out, Don, because I think that makes perfect sense. I think about just different scenarios, especially I I think also if you struggle with or if you have PTSD and you go into an environment. And I know there are certain Mm -hmm. times I go into a space and I'm like, because of I think many of us have. I forgot the word that we used before. It's like. Dang, Dom. Okay, I'm totally drawing a blank. But we talked about years ago on the podcast, we talked about experiencing, I think it's secondhand trauma. I think that's the word. Vicarious trauma. Vicarious mm-hmm. trauma. Yes, vicarious trauma. And I think about going into the movie theater. And although I haven't been a victim of like a shooting in a movie theater, I'm always looking at the exercise because I'm like, yes. okay, we know what happens in this world that we live in. Unfortunately, where's the exercise so we can get out? So examples like that. So I'm glad that you talked about the root of where this comes from. And then I have some tips, but I want to hear the therapist tips on what, okay. you, what you be telling your people. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so the first thing that I tell people, and some of this really also is dependent upon the thing that you're worrying about, right? And once gotcha. we've identified that you really are overthinking and it's not just a, a healthy level of critical analysis, what I usually tell people is to set aside time to worry. Mm. So, for instance, let's say, that we're going to we're going back to this the job example, right? Or we could use the vacation example. Either one, right? This thing has been on your mind and you are constantly worrying about it. And like you said, you might be driving and you find yourself zoned out worried about this one particular thing. Mm-hmm. Once you are aware that you that you're either zoned out or you're headed into that space, what I tell people is to catch yourself and say, "Okay, no. I'm going to set aside time to worry about this. So I'm going to give myself 10 minutes. And in that 10 minutes, I will think about only that. And I will let myself obsess and just go all in. And then I'll set a timer. Once that 10 minutes stops, and once that alarm goes off, that's it. I get up and I move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And ideally with that, what you want to do is set aside time. When you know that it's going to be one, easy to transition into your next thing. But then also you're able to really have that space, right? So you don't want to set aside 10 minutes when you're driving home from work because you really need to be focused on driving, right? So you don't want to intentionally zone out (laughs) while you're driving, right? We all know that it happens. It happens. Right. But you don't want to intentionally say I'm a zone out while I'm driving. Right. Don't do that. (laughs) But but set aside that time. And the thing why I tell people to do this is because what ends up happening is that you eventually get to a space where you stop overthinking and you stop having so much worry. Mm -hmm. Because when it's when you get to that time that you've set aside to worry, you you'll find that you can't do it. That it's hard to do it. Mm. And so what happens in this process, what this process really looks like is, let's say that it's 10 a.m. 
and you start ruminating and overthinking and you're like, wait, pause, hold on. I'm going to set aside 10 minutes at three o'clock. You go on about your day. Three o'clock rolls around and you're like, all right, I got time. I got time. I got time. Damn, the 10 minutes have passed and I couldn't even get myself to think about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you keep doing that, then eventually you're going to be in a space where you're not even overthinking at all. Mm -hmm. I like that tip. I think that's a good one. Set aside time to worry. So it's like, okay, pause. We're going to do this specifically at this time. One of the things that I think this kind of goes hand in hand with what you just shared, but I love to do like a brain dump Mm -hmm. and just journal. So sometimes I'll just write down all the things and just, I feel like getting it out of my head and onto paper. It's a great activity of sort of transferring the energy so that it's not here and it's not like, you know, and it's literally (laughs) on the paper and I can journal about my feelings. So after I do the brain dump and I put everything out that I want to maybe chat about, then I journal about like, how do I feel? And I kind of do the worrying activity, but I do it on the paper. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I want to touch and feel and. Sometimes you can burn it up if you want to, but I like to do that as well. So I think that's a really good one. Set aside time to worry. You got your journaling and brain dumping. Anything else? So there is a breathing exercise that I like to do. So T, you want to try it out? Oh, I'm down. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. My lungs ready. Come on. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. So this one is known as the 54321 method. Okay. So. Lady, as you're listening, hopefully, you know, I know y'all like to listen when y'all are driving and and cleaning up and things like that. So if you're able to, I want you to take a moment and pause. And I want you to get your feet planted solid on the ground. So get connected with the earth around you. And now. What I want you to do is to take a few deep breaths in, in in your own time. Take a few deep breaths in and slowly exhale. You can open your eyes if you want. But I want you to start by naming Five things in your environment that you can see. I see headphones. I see my webcam. I see a highlighter, a bottle of water, my wallet. Okay. All right. You're five. Now, I want you to think about or name. Four things that you can touch. Different from the things that you just laid named that you could see. Four things that you can touch. I have slime. I don't know why the slime just came to me. And that I remember kind of mm-hmm. squeezing it as a kid. That feels really good. Slime, cotton candy, mm. a nice soft rug. And then a stress ball. Okay. Now question. Yes. Do you have all of those things in your environment right now? Am I supposed to? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So I have the rug. I don't mm-hmm. have no cotton candy. See, okay. Lady. 
I thought about things that felt good. Okay, clearly I didn't. And that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so generally, lady, as you're listening, know that this is how this goes sometimes, right? That, here. that <laughs> sometimes it doesn't go exactly as we want. But the thing is, is that what came up for you are things that sound like they bring you peace and joy, right? Yes. Yes. Which I think that's a beautiful thing too, right? And it still serves the purpose of getting you to focus within and focus, focus on the moment, right? And so in the moment, those are the things like the cotton candy and the slime and the rug. Those are the things that bring you joy, right? That you can easily touch and that they do have some good tactile that's what I really love about that, what you named, right? Yeah. Those are some real tactile things that can serve as stress relief. Thank you, Dom. Yes, you are welcome. <laughs> no. And so now I want you to think of three things that you can hear. In my environment, I can hear birds. Cars and the fan on my computer. That computer fan gets me every Girl. time. I can hear it too. Yes. I can hear mine too. I know for me, one of the things that is not in my environment, mm -hmm. but that I can still, as I had the thought, the memory came to mind of being on vacation and yes. hearing the sound of the trees rustling in the wind with the ocean water, like in the background. I can hear that in my mind right now. So think, you know, the thing is you want to think about the things that can bring you peace, right. And bring you some joy. So now I want you to identify two things that you can smell as Terry was just sniffing her wrist. <laughs> I put on some oil today. So I was like, oh, I can smell my oil. Yes. And I can smell, I have a snack here. I can smell my snack. Okay. All right. What about and, you and so right now I smell like the scented oils that I have in my house. And then there's nothing else that's coming to me in my present environment. Yeah. But something, a memory is I can smell the oxtail that I had for dinner a couple of times. Yeah, it, it's, it was so good. Um, <laughs> Sounds amazing. Yes. <laughs> and then our last thing, something you can taste. Well, that was a good segue right there. Yes, because I can definitely taste the oxtails, okay. yes. You know, I'm going to have to go with this granola bar that I was just snacking on before we went live to record. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, lady, as you are looking for a way to get grounded, to stop that worry train that's happening, you want to try this exercise, this five, four, three, two, one. So five things that you can see. Four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And I think even though we were a little silly, or I was a little silly and didn't really understand the activity fully, I 
will say it was a great stress reliever, like the deep breaths and even being focused on something else took my mind off of anything else that I may have been thinking about. So I I really love that activity, Dom. So thank you for sharing that with us. And let's see, I guess the last thing that I would add to our list, I think we have set time aside to worry. We have journaling and brain dumping. We have doing the five, four, three, two, one exercise. I would just add like a mantra. And mine is usually everything is working out for my good. And so lady, hopefully those will help you along your journey. If you find yourself overthinking now, although the show is over right here, it's not over for good right? because we're going to have another conversation to sort of wrap up this conversation on the after show. So you can be sure to either tap into Spotify. You should see a link somewhere on Spotify and you can tune into the after show there, or you can visit us on Patreon, visit herspacepodcast.com, click Patreon and one of the top tabs and you can visit us there for the after show and you can watch us this full episode on Patreon yes. as well. So we hope to see you there. You'll see that we both have our shoulders out. I'm trying to give off my Dom vacation vibes, even though I ain't been on no vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, lady, we will we'll see you on the after show. Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note, that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website, cultivatingherspace.com, and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Greatness is my birthright, so I no longer ask for permission.